podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everybody, this is the Cricket Badger Podcast. Each badger marks the track with its own scent. His black legs are short but very powerful for digging. The name badger probably comes from the French word bêche, meaning digger. Welcome along. It is another edition of the Cricket Badger Podcast. I am James, as always, joined by three of the fan badgers. We've not seen them for a while. I've got Phil, Mark and Ollie with me today. And we're going to go through the world of cricket, test cricket, men's test cricket. And we're going to pick our test 11 current players. There are rules to this. Um, I will just before I introduce them properly, I will show you the sheet we're trying to fill in today. We, uh, we need to find two openers. We need to find three other batters um, in the middle order. An all-rounder, a keeper, a spinner and three pace bowlers. And the kind of premise behind all of this is it's the perfect test match track. There's a little bit in it for everybody. So uh, we're basically just picking the best players that we can find to uh, fill our uh, 11. So uh, hello to Phil, hello to Ollie, and hello to Mark. And we might as well, gentlemen, it's good to see you all. It might as well just get straight into this one. And we're going to do this in a rather strange order. And and there is method to my madness because there are some players that could fit into two categories. And if they're picked in one, then obviously we can't pick them in the other. And we're going to start off, um, chaps, with the uh, keepers. There's four potentials on there, but there may be others that you want to discuss as well. But Mohammed Rizwan, um, Pakistan, Johnny Burst of England, Rishabh Pant of India and Tom Blundell of uh, New Zealand are the uh, three, four rather, that I've uh, put on there. Let's start with you, Phil. I know uh, you've got one of those in your 11. You've all picked your 11s um, ahead of this and you've shown me them. So I know what you're going to be looking for. Um, Phil, who was your keeper? Uh, Rishabh Pant was my keeper. He's explosive with the bat, good with the gloves. A match winner gets in the team and is batting almost on his own and isn't a liability with the gloves. So I, um, my alternative was Quentin to Cock and I was sort of struggling with him. It's nice to have a left-hander in there as well because certainly my top order is quite yeah. right-handed. So it was, um, for me, he ticks a lot of boxes. My only concern is that he's a bit, I say one-dimensional is probably wrong, but he's sort of got an on and an off switch, hasn't he? He's, he's, uh, he's the, the other problem the is time. he's walking on crutches at the moment, isn't he? I did assume that we were running at full fitness. So, yeah, uh, yeah. but even on crutches, he'd be better with the bat than me. He'd certainly be quicker than me. <laughs> um, Mark, hello to you. And uh, you're reclined on your hotel bed. Um, yeah. what was, who was your keeper? Uh, Johnny Bairstow. Um, for the simple fact that if you look at his record at number seven at keeping... And batting in the Test match, it's um, superb. Over time, if you look at, if you break down his uh, Test match career, you can see he's, he's had most success at number seven. I think his keeping is uh, very good. If you look at his um, ratio of catches to drops, it's actually higher than Ben Folk, strangely enough. So I don't see any problem with his keeping. I think he can obviously, though, over the last year or so before his injury, was exceptional cricket through the year. He can win you a game. So for me, Johnny, a fit and firing Johnny Bairstow is the best wicketkeeper bat at number seven. Ollie, hello to you again. And who is your keeper? Uh, Tom Blundell. I'm, if I was honest, I was quite close to choosing Richard Pant, but obviously his injury. And I felt for the other players I selected, I don't think they would have been ready for that giggle constantly um, throughout the test match, which would have been quite annoying for some of them. Um, and, and actually going through the stats Blundell's had a, a good World Test Championship in some areas he scored some he scored some runs against England as well 
with Darren Mitchell. New Zealand have been in a bit of decline, but he's been one of their positive signs to take to sort of taking the gloves on and taking more responsibilities. He's averaging 43 in tests at the moment. So uh, I w- and that as a keeper, when you consider that Matt Pryor averaged 40 uh, around that mark, so anything above that for a rookie keeper, and he's good with the gloves, it, it made it a, a sort of an easier choice for me. Um, as Phil said as well, I was Quinton de Kock, but he's not playing. I did think about Bairstow, but then I actually see Bairstow's performances better when he wasn't keeping. So um, some of the ones last summer as well. So yeah, that, that's where it was. All of those keepers on there are, are really sort of, and you could choose any of them. Uh, but I, I, I did think about Rizvan as well, but his record is, I think it's only average about 36 in tests, which is disappointing for a man who's actually got such a white ball, a good white ball record. Um, hello to Jonathan Young who's joined us he says good evening fellas looking forward to watching this and hearing your selections uh, and we've got a problem um, in the uh, this opening uh, round of selections because we've all gone for different keepers as Mark says Bairstow Blundell for Ollie um, Rishabh Pant for Phil and mine was Rizwan I just really like Rizwan he's a little um, ball yeah. of energy I, I just really like watching him as a player what we're going to do is going to go around the um, around the group again and I'm going to get you to vote on who would be your second choice from the um, selections that we've picked. So, Phil, of the others, who would you have? Who would you take next? Yeah, I'd go Rizwan. Quite a similar player in many respects. Uh, so that explosive uh, energy, yeah, definitely Rizwan for me. I don't buy the Johnny Bairstow logic. Look, I, he, he, he does a job for England. I'd personally have folks in the England team. He's not the number one choice for the England team. So well, I don't see. I, I have to say, Phil, I actually considered putting Ben Folks in my Wilderland. Yeah. Because I think I, he's the best keeper in the world. I um, thought, but we've got, but we've got, when you've got the batting ability and the glove ability of some of the players that have been mentioned, and and, and, John, and Johnny Besto is not a bad keeper, is it? Quite no. frankly, so he's uh, it, it's uh, I mean, you sport for choice in truth. But I think if you're going to have that luxury of a batting keeping dynamo, then it, then I'd still stay with Pant, but Rizwan would be my second. Okay, so second vote for Rizwan, Mark. Uh, Blundell would Blundell would be my second. I don't think this is uh, just going to go horribly wrong. We're going to be going to be. Well, I think if you look at Riz, I mean, Rizwan was dropped by by Pakistan in the World Series. Um, yeah, I think I think Blundell is an up and coming keeper. He's a very good batsman. Um, so for me, it'd be Blundell, yeah, a second choice rather than Rizwan or other picks. All right, Ollie, your choice was Blundell. So who are you going to go with as your second pick? If it and I would have gone with that. So I would think that it's kind of, I, 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 when I saw it, I, I know this one is full of energy. He does seem to have that, um, that energy about him. He can lift aside. I, I just don't see him in the same class as the other players runs-wise. And every time I've seen him play in tests, I've been a little bit disappointed with him. I know he's scored hundreds, but mm. he's got the ability to do it. I, I, if, I, if I go for it, it would, it would be neat. So... I will go. You break, uh, you break it up a bit, Ollie, but we've got your vote. Uh, my um, my second choice would have been Rishabh Pant. I absolutely adore him as a cricketer. In a similar kind of vein to Rizwan, I think he's worked very hard at his keeping. He's got better with that, and his batting can win matches on his own, like he did do in Australia. So for me, Rishabh Pant goes into that. Um, means that Rishabh Pant goes into our 11. Um, so Rishabh Pant is the uh, Rishabh Pant is the first choice to go in to our uh, Men's World Test 11. Um, we'll move on to our next category then. I'll put Rishab into our uh, 
into our list. And we're going to go with um, Spinner next. We've got one place for a uh, kind of frontline Spinner. Um, the nominations on the screen, as you can see, are Ashwin, Ravindra Jadeja, Nathan Lyon, the Aussie, Rashid Khan of Afghanistan, who, albeit hasn't played a lot of test cricket, is a very, very fine spinner. Um, so let's start with you, Mark, on that one. Your spinner was? Ashwin. So I think if you look at Ashwin's record, wherever he's played, it's been excellent. The fact that Indy don't seem to pick him in England is superfluous to me. I think if they had picked him, they'd have had a better chance of... Um, winning this particular test match, for example. But um, I don't think there's anyone who can hold a candle to, to Ashwin as a, a match-winning spinner at the moment. He also, yeah, he adds with his batting as well. He's got test hundreds. I mean, someone like Rashid Khan, he's hardly played any first-class cricket, so I couldn't really I couldn't yeah. really have him as a as a spinner. And I think Ashwin's got, you know, I can't remember how many, he's got 450, 460 wickets, maybe more now. And he can bat and he gets wickets all over the world in all conditions. So I don't think, from my, from my point of view, I don't really think there's a debate. Ashwin is the best spinner in the world. End of. Is, it, is he not on his sort of on the downward trajectory now? Do you think, Mark? I don't think he's on the downward trajectory. I mean, Indy, as I say, don't seem to want to pick him in England because they want Jadeja and Jadeja in the side. But Ashwin's got wickets in Australia. He's got wickets in Pakistan. You know, not in Pakistan because they don't play there. He's got wickets all over the world. So. And obviously, in India, he cleans up and he can bat and he gets test match hundreds. So, for me, he's the best spinner in the world. And end of for me. Ollie, your spinner? Ravi Ashwin. Okay. So, Ashwin for you. Phil, your spinner was? It's, I'm not, I'll go with Ashwin. Ollie, I'm going to I'm have to drop you off this because I can't actually hear you. Uh, but I've got your vote. So, <laughs> if, if you want to try and rejoin, you can do. So, uh, I, I've, I had a really two of my final choice and it was either Rashid Khan or Simon Harmer and I know that, that neither of them have played many test matches but Rashid Khan as Mark rightly points out is uh, short of test match experience uh, and um, Simon Harmer is an Essex man and therefore automatically gets into the top two in the world in anybody's book so um, in the absence of anybody else to my mind and and, and, and Generally, uh, Simon Armour is such a fantastic competitor and off-spin bowler, and it is influenced by who I've got as my all-rounder as well. So I wanted Simon to turn it into the right-hander and someone else I've got later on to do something else. Well, you've gone for Simon Harmer, but everybody else has gone for our Ashwin. So we're going to put our Ashwin into the side. India, why on earth are you not picking him? Because he is absolute quality. And I just can't get my head around the fact that you haven't actually tried to actually get him into your 11. It just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls. All round, 
we're looking for one of these. And um, Ravindra Jadeja, who was in the spinning category, is also in the all-rounder category as well. You've got Cam Green, Jason Holder, Ben Stokes, Shaqib Alassane, and uh, plenty of others too. Ollie, let's test your mic and see if you're back clear as well. Who was your all-rounder? Um, I, can, I can tell you who Ollie's all-rounder was. Ollie's all-rounder was um, Cam Green. So he's gone for the Aussie. I am going to go with you next, Phil. Uh, I uh, went for Jadeja. Just stellar performances with bat and ball. Uh, I considered trying to shoehorn Stokes into the team at this point, but he's not bowling enough. And I think Jason Holder is very unlucky not to, to get a pick, to be honest for me, because he's just a match winner every time he plays. But Jadeja turning it away from the right-hander, exceptional with bat, ball and in the field, uh, just a crackerjack player. I'll come off the back of that, because um, Phil, because I picked Jadeja as well. I think people see him as a IPL one-day player, hit sixes in that, bowls a few overs a tiny spin kind of thing in the one-day stuff. But his bowling record in Test cricket is absolutely excellent. He's, yeah, yeah, he's, he's front, outstripping everybody. Yeah, he's a front-line spinner and also a top four. Yeah, he could probably be picked on his batting alone as well if he was playing for any other country than India. Mm. So for me, Jadeja goes in, comfortably qualifies as the all-rounder for me. But uh, Mark, I know you've got a different one. Yeah, I mean, I've gone for Cam Green for a variety of reasons. I think he offers you good balance in the side. In the side, I think Jadeja's record as a spin bowler outside England, outside India is pretty average. He's used quite a lot as a holding bowler, which is why he gets in in front of Ashwin in the in the UK when they play here. I think Cam Green has a lot of pace. He's got good pace. I think he could play. I think he'll turn himself into a, a world class batsman eventually. Um, so if you're going to have Ravi Ashwin in the side, I don't think you need a second spinner in most conditions unless you're playing in India. Um, so for me, Cam Green gets my vote as an up-and-coming young player who I think is going to have a great Ashes. I agree with you in terms of Cam Green's potential, Mark. I would suggest that maybe he hasn't quite shown enough just yet to warrant selection to the World Eleven. Yeah, it's a debate that you can have. That's not, not an issue. I mean, obviously he hasn't got a huge amount of wickets. Um, but if you're going to have four front line first gun bowlers, um, then I think he can, you know, he can certainly act as a fourth seamer uh, with his potential and his batting. And as I say, there's not many there's not many places outside of India that Jadeja has actually got wickets anyway. So unless you're playing on turning wickets in India, he's used in a, more of a holding role. So for me, Cam Green, um, yeah, he hasn't got the stats on the board with his bowling at the moment, but I think with his batting, it's um, I think you're going to see him have a great series in the Ashes, in my opinion. But obviously, Jadeja is more Jadeja is more established than him. Uh, but again, it's about balancing the side, isn't it? It's how you balance the side. It's also about gut feeling, isn't it? And, and I think we probably all sit here, and I certainly look at Cam Green, and my gut feeling is that the potential in him is so good. It's, the potential is high, and you, you feel that there's a very decent Ashes in him about to happen. I think perhaps in six months' time. The answer to this question might be different for me, but Jadeja at the moment is for me with the stats behind him, I and and just the all-round skill set shades it. I, I agree, and seeing as I'm the chairman of the selection panel, <laughs> um, we're going to we're going to put Jadeja in as the all-rounder. But I totally agree with what Phil's just said. I think if he did this in about another six months' time, the answer might be different. And obviously, for Australia's point of view, if it is different, they're going to have to have had a very good Ashes, aren't they? Um, good evening to Nitin. Um, he says, glad with the choice with Ashwin. Hopefully, India's next, next test captain until Rishabh Pant is ready. And, uh, yeah, well, they've got to play him first, Nitin. He's got to get into the 11 before he can captain it, hasn't he? But so we'll see how uh, 
how that goes. Anyway, gents, um, we're going to move on to our next uh, our next choice, which is um, well, we're going to, have to select three pace bowlers, and there's a few uh, potentials on the screen there. Um, Pat Cummins, Martin Ward, Kahisa Rabada, Shane Sharafridi, Jasper Bumra, Jimmy Anderson, Henrik Norkia, Ollie Robinson, Mohamed Shami. We had um, uh, Stuart Broad was mentioned on the uh, Scott Boland got a mention on Twitter when I stuck it out today. So there's plenty of um, candidates for this. Um, Ollie, let's come to you and just, well, with fingers crossed, hopefully we can actually hear you this time. That's frustrating. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna have to take. I'm gonna have to take you off it, Ollie, because it's um, spoiling the uh, the flow a bit. And I've got your nomination, Ollie. We've got all of Ollie's nominations. Um, and uh, in the pace department, Ollie has gone with um, Henrik Nokia, South African. Pat Cummings, the Aussie captain, and Jimmy Anderson. They're his three picks. Mine are Shaheen Sharafridi, Pat Cummings, and Jasper Bumrah. Phil. You kind of similar vein with you, but you've just gone with a different one in the middle of that. You've gone with Mark Wood. I have, yeah, Mark Wood. I, that's a sort of a, a pick from the heart. I, I would, I think, Mark Wood is my favourite cricketer at the moment with his his attitude, um, the raw aggression when he bowls, uh, his joy at wickets. I just think he'd be fantastic. To first of all, he's a fantastic bowler, someone who's going to run in and, and give it hundred percent every time. I think he'd be good for the team. Just his general attitude towards things. He's a, he appears to be a, a really lovely character as well. Yeah, uh, there may well be slightly better bowlers, but I, I don't think you can have a bowler who will have more of an effect on the team, on the performance, and will rush any batsman on the planet, quite frankly, when he's in his pomp. Of the podcasts we've done, there have been quite a lot of them now. Um, Mark Woods was one of my favourite guests when he came on. Um, obviously, current England players, so it was great to get him on. But he was—he surprised me in that he was actually quite, not shy, but actually a bit more reserved than I thought, because you kind of get this gregarious kind of image from a distance. And... Uh, yeah, maybe, um, yeah, lovely, lovely fella. A very, very good guest on this podcast, so it's a mm. fine nomination. Um, Mark, um, your three nominations in the uh, in the pace bowling department were Shane Sharafridi, Pat Cummings and Jasper Bumrah. So you've actually gone exactly the same as I have, haven't you? Yeah, I think it's, again, looking at their records, but also balance. So um, I think Bumrah, when he's fit, is possibly the best pace bowler in the world at the moment. He's just uh, incredibly difficult to face. That's, that's that, it, isn't he? He's awkward. He's really awkward. He's Everything awkward. about him is awkward. He gets steepling bounce from a very short run-up at 90 miles an hour virtually. And sometimes that bounce can come out of nowhere. Um, so as a batsman, it's incredibly difficult to predict um, one ball after another with him. He obviously, his record when he's fit, unfortunately, he gets a few injuries, is outstanding. I think Pat Cummins obviously speaks for himself in terms of his consistency. And I think the other guy, Alfredi, gives you, he's quick, he's very quick and he gives you a left arm option. And I think that's really important. I mean, he's kind of not quite as good as Wazim Akram, but he's Wazim Akram esque. And if you kind of, you know, see his Yorkers and so forth. I think is uh, it's unfortunate that we haven't seen more of him because Pakistan obviously limited in how many tests they play and where they play them. And I think he's only played about 27 tests. He's had a few injuries as well. Uh, if you've seen him in the blast for Nottingham, should have seen him in a few games for Nottingham, shouldn't see the ball that he got Josh Butler out with the other night. It was a sensational delivery, which basically beat Butler completely for pace and plucked his leg stump out mm. around. 
um, fantastic Yorker. So, and actually, his batting is beginning to improve as well. He gets runs in the IPL, he hits a ball, so he can, you know, he'd obviously had runs at the bottom of the order. So, I think for me, and I think, you know, you're talking about balance, you've got a left armor in the side and he's fast. Uh, he gets in the side, Bumley gets in the side when he's fit and come in, you know what you're going to get from him. He's an outstanding bowler, and possibly if he stays fit again. If you say that of lots of bowlers, he could go down as one of the all-time greats coming if he keeps going. So for me, they're, they're my three. I'll tell you what, though, there were three votes for Shaheen Sharafridi. Only Ollie didn't want him. Um, he went for Jimmy Anderson, his Lancashire brethren. Pat Cummins got three votes as well. Only Phil didn't pick uh, Pat Cummins. And uh, Jasper Bumrah got three votes too. Only Ollie didn't pick uh, Jasper Bumrah. So considering how many pace bowlers there are out there, Pat Cummins, Jasper Bumrah and Shaheen Sharafridi go in almost unchallenged there. Three very, very good pace bowlers, aren't they, to, to add to our 11. So, so far... Um, Jadeja is our all-rounder Rishabh Pant keeper Rory Ashwin is the uh, spin bowler then Pat Cummins Jasper Bummer and Shaheen Sharafridi and um, bringing up the uh, pace department You are listening to the Cricket Badger podcast The uh, the batters opted to go with the uh, middle order ones first and because some of these I know I've seen a few teams on, on Twitter some people are trying shoehorn uh, maybe the likes of Joe Root, even Lubber Shane into the uh, into the opener slots. They can't fit him into the middle order. Um, but uh, Lubber Shane, Smith, Root, Babra, Sam, uh, and if Babra doesn't get into this eleven, I'm fighting you all to the death. Um, Ollie Pope, Virat Kohli, Harry Brook mentioned, Kane Williamson, and Devin Conway has obviously got a very good record for New Zealand. Albeit, um, I mean, he has played quite a few test matches actually now. Um, let's start with you, Phil, on this one because your nominations in the uh, in the middle order department were Joe Root, Virat Kohli, and Babar Azam. Good man. <laughs> you know, it's a really difficult pick, and I've done some shoehorning in other parts of this before for various other reasons. But I, to be honest, you could argue any of the the bats you've mentioned just trying to pick three out of them I think it's probably harder than the bowlers to be brutally honest um, even though there was sort of a wealth of talent in the bowling as well Root goes in because I just think he's an exceptional talent and just so consistent and dependable Azam was my first pick I have to say I just I just find him um, a, a supreme talent yeah I think he was, the, he was probably yeah, he was certainly the first batsman I picked. Then I had a choice between Smith and Coley. Um, both probably not the best periods of their careers, but just ex- uh, just supreme talents in what they do. So it's uh, you wouldn't go wrong with either one of them, but I sort of plumped for Coley in the end because just wanted that bit of arrogance and fight. And I know you get that in every Aussie, but Coley just has all of that in absolute abundance and I just felt he needed to be in the team so Root at three Coley four Azam five for me I mean you've she, you're one of these shoehorners you put Labashane in there as an opener yeah you can him into that middle order everybody that, else apart from Ollie has picked Labashane in the middle order so which I mean he would fit in at three probably most that would be his natural position wouldn't it it, it would yeah look Labashane I want in the team the Biggest problem is I'm not a massive fan of the openers around at the moment. So that was that was half the issue. It was it's also who did for me who did you drop out of the three that I had in there. So that that was why I did some shoehorning, which I also think it Labashain he's he's a really obstinate character. He's he's got all the elements I'd want in an opener anyway. So 
I, I, I think he was best suited to being shoehorned and I, I, I need a bit of fight in my team, which had a lot of the sort of flair running around, you know, might not necessarily be able to grind stuff out. So Labashain does get in, but... Well, I, what I, I want to suggest, to... Phil, um, on the well, basis you voted for him, but as, as an opener, that we put him in at three because there's three out of the four of us, want him in the 11. Um, <laughs> and Babrazam has got a vote from everybody. So Babrazam goes in at five. So it means we're left with a, an argument now, Mark, about who should be our number four. Yeah, I, I strangely had Babrazam as an opener because of what Phil was saying <laughs> I'm about, not the the, issue, about the issues with openers around and Babrazam's actually... Um, they're, they're your picks, aren't they? Let's have a look. Yeah. Um, yeah, you... He has actually opened the batting for Pakistan in test matches. Yeah. So there is a, there is an advantage there. But I think for me, I wouldn't have Coley in the side because I think uh, when we talk about the downside, if you look at Coley's record over the last two years or just over two years, it's been, for him, it's been mediocre. So for me, Steve Smith is um, has to play in the side with Joe Root. So Steve Smith would get my... Bolt. Would you pick Steve pick. Smith over Joe Rooks? It seems to me that at number four, that is the uh, that is the um, the question we've got to ask ourselves. Because my, I mean, my my three, four, and five was Labashain, Smith, and Azam, um, and very unlike me, I, have, I haven't actually been able to get Joe Root in there because Labashain for me is probably as good as it gets. In in, I would have Steve Smith <laughs> over Joe Root, and I think yeah. the reason for where's, that. Where's James Vince? Um, James Vince is a squad player. Well, he's, in South, he's, in, yeah. he's in the old cell down the road in Southport at the moment. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, James Vince has got to be in the squad. He's, he, he comes along uh, as a mascot at the very least. Right. Um, yeah, uh, I'd take Steve Smith over Joe Root because I think Steve Smith, I think Steve Smith is a better player than Joe Root essentially. And he he makes, you probably kind of contradict me on this, but when he makes centuries, he makes very big centuries. And I think one of the issues with Joe Root is not so much in the last 12 months, but his conversion rate has not been... If you look at his conversion rate, if you want him to... If you say, is Joe Root going to be one of the best players of all time? Then you look at it, he's got to have a better conversion rate than he has at the moment. I think Steve Smith has a conversion rate of something like 1.1 century in every 6.5 innings. And I think Roots is more like 1 in 8, 1 in 9. Yeah. So Steve Smith is in that elite category, which is, includes players like Brian Lara, for example, in that particular category. And, you know, you need... So for me, it's a no-brainer. Steve Smith has to be in the side. I agree. I, I can't believe that I'm going to um, publish a World Eleven without Rooty in it because I, I absolutely love him to bits. But uh, he doesn't just... I, he'd be in the squad. Him and James Vince go as the spare batters. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's going to have to be um, Stephen Smith that goes in there at number four, I think. So uh, we have um, picked our middle order... The Cricket Badger podcast is fueled by coffee. Take a look at cricketcoffeeco.com for some excellent speciality coffee for cricket badgers. Expertly roasted and ethically sourced, the coffee is fantastic. Cricketcoffeeco.com. Quote Badger with your order and you'll get 10% off. The only thing that's left for us now is to uh, pick our openers. And this is the, the tough task for world batters at the moment, isn't it? Who uh, Openers are actually showing something. I've got a few suggestions on here. 
Um, Tom Latham, New Zealander. Devin Conway is kind of he's opened as well as being at number three. Um, Usman Khawaja, the Aussie. Ben Duckett doing well for England at the moment. Um, Karuna Ratney, um, Sri Lanka. Rohit Sharma of India. Imam Al Haq of uh, Pakistan and Craig Brathwaite of West Indies. Um, I'm going to start on this, um, and I'll tell you who my selections were for the opener slot. And it wasn't Zach Crawley. It might surprise you to know. Um, but I've gone for Ozzy Kawaja. I think he is just, uh, you know, right up there at the moment. He's last, you know, re- recently in Test cricket, he's 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 just cracked it. Um, and I think we're going to see a big ashes from him. He's going to be one of the key wickets at the top of the order for the English bowlers anyway. Uh, and my other one that I was um, to open with him is Ben Duckett, um, who has been promoted by England um, and has had a two incarnations in Test cricket. The first one was very, very tough indeed, away in Bangladesh and away in India, and he didn't cut the mustard. But since he's been recalled in the Basball era, Ben Duckett has been absolutely exceptional. He's averaging 60 or 70, I think, in that period in Test cricket. So I'm, that's very much a form pick for me, Ben Duckett, to open the top of the innings. I really like him. Um, I hope he has a good um, good ashes and he keeps that place. Um, so my two picks were um, Ben Duckett and uh, Uzi Kawaja. Phil, yours were Karina Ratney, Sri Lanka and Labashain. Obviously, we've already picked Labashain elsewhere. Um, yeah. Argue the case for uh, Karina Ratney to be in there. He's a grinder and a fighter. And, you know, I do like a grinder and contrary to form, we've uh, I've picked a lot of flashes uh, in the team that are going to that that need someone to keep them um, keep them on. Maybe Phil Ball is this where? Yeah, Phil Ball. So, but uh, just lefty, great results, it's great performances, and I think decent stats for a player in a weak team. And is in, I don't think in terms of the market for openers at the minute, they were in a classical period. Um, you wouldn't be getting into any all-time great 11s, but in terms of what's there at the moment. As well as being a left hand, I do like a left right hand combination as well. Certainly for openers to to uh, test that line, uh, test the lines that the seam is going to be bowling. For me, I think just work rate and uh, attitude get him in there. Um, um, but I, yeah. I I still think in terms of Kawaja, I I thought about Kawaja as well. But you've got a choice between promoting somebody as Am. I'd happily open with him or or or, uh, or Labashane. That that's what drove me essentially to that choice because I think the others are you know they're all perfectly decent players. But if you've got someone, so we've got Joe Root sitting carrying the drinks, whilst uh, Kamaj is going out and opening. You think well, you've got to find a way of and uh, and that's why I would have Labashane go in so Root could slip into that middle order. You've gone for Karuna Ratney as well, Mark. We've obviously already picked your other choice, so uh, in the middle order. So um, Karuna Ratney goes in. And I think, actually, the way the votes have come in for this this pick is Kawaja and Karuna Ratney that are going to be at the top of the order. Would you be happy with that, Mark? Uh, I'd be happy with this ranking uh, guy at the top of the order. I think Kawaja's an interesting one. I know he's had a very good time of it recently, but his record in England, actually, he's played for two counties I think and it's been pretty pretty average so I'm going to be interesting to see how he kind of cuts it in English conditions uh, this summer although the pitches are going to be slightly different um, they're going to be flatter as for Ben Duckett yeah I mean he's, he has surprised me and he's, he seems a bit a lot more application about it these days than when he first started I think he did an interview uh, I think with The Guardian was it or The Times over the weekend talking yeah. about how he's matured a little bit but um, it'll be interesting to see 
because he doesn't leave many balls alone. So it'll be just very interesting to see how he goes on against the likes of Boland and Cummings et al. Because he's not a great lever of the ball. If you look at his stats, he plays at virtually every single ball he faces one yeah. way or another. So that'll be interesting to see if he can come off. He can come off great. I mean, that's the, the whole kind of great kind of um, situation we're in with these Ashes, isn't it? Because there's so many unknowns in terms of whether England's It's, it's going to be a brilliant series, Mark, isn't it? Because I, I think that, you know, basketball against the Australian um, pace attack, uh, the like, some untested, you know, um, Ashes virgins, for want of a better phrase, in, in the likes of Duckett and, and what have you. It's so really exciting. I think it's an exciting yeah. test series. I mean, I think actually yeah. having the five games in six or seven weeks actually makes it even more exciting in some respects because yeah. you've got it in that condensed period. And I say, I mean, obviously England have transformed themselves over the last 12 months, but this series and the series in India now are going to be the acid tests. And so we will see. I mean, if it comes off, then you can say that Ben Stokes is surpassed Mike Brill as a captain. So, Did you see my tweet, gents, earlier, um, where I, um, I, I'd, I'd missed the um, interview that Ben Stokes had done with Nasser Hussain at the end of the previous Test match? And um, Lucas, who's often on the podcast, sent me the quotes um, across to me. Because what um, Ben Stokes... I mean, Ben Stokes is basically... He's literally living by the sword, dying by the sword, isn't he? They, they've made this... Uh, yeah, this philosophy that they're going to attack wherever possible. They're going to choose the attacking option. If there's a, a dilemma, they're going to attack rather than defend. Um, and the um, Nasser asked him at the end of the uh, the previous test match, um, I mean, I'll read it out. Nasser's question was, um, what about having someone in your team who could be a top player but wants to do it a bit differently? Say you have a young Alistair Cook, Mike Atherton or Jonathan Trott who wants to bat the old-fashioned way and grind out a big score. Is there room for a person like that? And Ben Stokes' reply was, there are players who have played a certain way in their whole careers, and that's them, that's fine. I'm not saying that's not the way to play, but in this day and age, and while I'm captain and Bazzi's coach, that is not something we're looking for. We want players who will go out there and put pressure on the bowlers straight away. Look at Harry Brook and how he's taken the world by storm. And he's not really looked like he's got out of fourth gear, to be honest. They, those are the type of players that are going to be noticed while we are in charge. So what he's effectively said there is that they will, they will continue to pick the Zach Crawleys of this world and the um, guys that are a little bit more attacking and have a potential to go along at a, a very decent strike rate above an Alistair Cook. If there was a young Alistair Cook out there at the moment, Mark, he wouldn't actually make this England team. Well, I have no issue with Stoke saying that because you know he's the captain, he's got a coach and they have a philosophy... And it's better to have a philosophy that you believe in rather than chopping and changing every five minutes, which England historically, certainly before central contracts used to do. So I have no issue with Stokes' philosophy and what he's looking for because every captain needs to go out with the team that he wants uh, or they want. Um, So I've got no issue with that. But what I would say is that when you were talking about quality of bowlers, um, England are going to have the acid the acid test in the next two series. We talked at the beginning of the podcast about New Zealand and last last year being slightly unlucky against England and it could have been all pear-shaped. England don't really have a plan B. You know, if they, they, need, they possibly need a plan B. And the other thing I would say about when he talks about the likes of Cork, Abington, these types of players, some of the bowlers in those previous areas were some of the greatest bowlers of all time. Muriel Ifrin, Donald, Warren. 
McGrath. The list could go on and on from the... Well, just, you know, just remember um, Atherton against Donald at Trent Bridge. Yeah. That was fantastic. So, I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd like to see how, you know, the England team would go against Alan Donald or Glenn McGrath doing basketball. Mm. So this, to me, is the acid test. If it comes off, then great. Ben Stokes is the best captain since... The best captain England have ever had. He's transformed the way they play, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I do have serious doubts whether it will trans it will translate into this series and against India. I think um, I think the size that England have played Test cricket is not as strong as it was 25 years ago. Generally, uh, we know that. I think the sides that England have played, Pakistan in Pakistan, they did great to win 3 0. England only ever won two test matches in Pakistan, but they played against a, a mediocre Pakistan side, it has to be said. Um, New Zealand last year, you know, I just, I just feel that these are the big sides now, and England have to show that they can translate this philosophy. You now, if they're 50 for five and Pat Cummins is roaring in, are they going to still go to keep going for it? With a well, they said they're going to, haven't they? They said they're going to actually. They, they will. They'll have to, but they could yeah. easily be 120 all out, and the test match could be over in three days. And if you go two 0 down, then mm. you've got questions to ask. And then you've got India in February four test matches. You haven't got a spin bowler. So <laughs> these next nine, these next nine test matches will define Ben Stokes' captaincy. It's good. One, the one thing about basketball, Phil. Um, regardless of uh, whether you think it's going to work against Australia or not, it certainly makes. This series, absolutely fascinating. It's going to be box office from start to finish, isn't it? But just going back to the question I asked Mark, you're an Essex fan. Would you take Zach Crawley over Alistair Cook? You know, <laughs> no. Uh, it, it's, uh, Mark is, is, is spot on. There's, there is no plan B. And, and normally plan B is when <laughs> surely is saving a test match. Obviously, it's fantastic. Breath of fresh air watching England try and smash their way to victories. But... We have been um, equal to or or outpowering the teams that we've played so far. You go to New Zealand, you think we probably we probably have more firepower than them. We're both batting ball generally. Um, we, we are not in that position. We don't have that luxury against Australia and India. And the idea you're just going to go and bully them straight off the pitch. I mean, I'd love it to work, but my instinct is it's going to take a bit more of the um, Alistair Cook than um, the, the Zach Crawley approach uh, for these test matches. And I think to rule it out is, I, I suspect, well, not an error. I mean, Mark's right. You've got a philosophy. You've got to, you want to stand and, um, and deliver or, 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 or die on, on, on that hill. But for my part, I'd love to have the option. You, you, I think you want a, a mixture in that team, don't you? You'd want someone who can come in and fight for you. So. I mean, the, the, the two that he said he wouldn't select, Jonathan Trott and Alison Cook, are two of the, in recent times, two of the England's most successful batters, aren't they? It's, it seems a bit bonkers to me that uh, just to dismiss them out of hand. Um, well, you just look at the standard of bowlers that we've had to pick from today. Yeah. I mean, we are, we are in, I think we're in a really good age for bowling at the moment. I mean, Mark mentioned there being a great age before. I think we might reflect on this age, uh, this sort of period, and think there are some. I think there are some. I think there are some very good bowlers at the moment, but I mean, even the bowlers we've spoken about, I'm not sure if there is, um, you know, if they're in the Wazimakram went in his pomp, Wacky Eunice, Glenn McGrath, Alan Donald, you know, could go on and on. I'm not. I'm not quite sure if they they are of that ilk. I think the consistent bowlers. The game's changed as well. Obviously, a lot of them, you know, have played white ball cricket and so forth. But 
I think it's um, yeah. I mean, I just I think I think Australia will win the series personally. I think they're a better side than England, so I think that will show in the end. But I think Stokes done a great job. If you think where England was to, where were twelve months ago. Well, I was a little bit sceptical of Ben Stokes, I must admit, when he when he was first um, muted and then appointed as England captain. I was thinking this maybe isn't the best choice. He's really surprised me. I think he's absolutely, you know, tactically he knows exactly what he wants from his team. He's ultra-aggressive. It's working for him. His record so far is absolutely superb. Um, and one, the one thing with him is that what you've said is that he's got that identity. The team has got an identity. Whether you, whether you think it's going to work or not against Australia, we know exactly how they're going to play. We know what um, Ben Stokes' team does. I always thought with Rooty, um, and I know Rooty a little bit from my time at Yorkshire, that he never really imposed his own identity on his England team when he was captain. We all know this is Ben Stokes' team. What's he doing? I think, I mean, to a certain degree, he had nothing to lose, did he? Come, come in when England was at a really low ebb, new coach, new philosopher. He had a kind of blank canvas with Rob Key coming in as well. And so he's had a real, you know, just a free run at it. And, um, you know, he has surprised me in his leadership you know, his leadership ability, his ability to get people on his side and be back them. And I think that's real I think that's important in any leadership role that you make feel people feel comfortable in themselves and go out and express themselves. And I think it's great that he's done that. And obviously that wasn't happening in the previous regime. I don't think Root was the greatest of captains. Uh, I've said that before. Um, but I think McCullum and Stokes have, have developed a good chemistry between them. And um, and yeah, I mean, we will see, won't we? I mean, regard, even if Stokes fails, I mean, not Stokes, even if England don't win this Test Series and don't win in India, that doesn't detract from the work that Stokes has done in re-energising the England Test team. Mm -hmm. Because now there are people who want to play red ball cricket, there's an interest in it. Um, there's lots of young players coming through. We haven't got any spinners, obviously. We've gone back to Mo Ali, but, you know, that's to, that's to do with the way we schedule our cricket. But... I don't think he should detract from the job he's done, even if England lose, because I think he's done a fantastic job overall. And that's what matters. We're really impressed with um, Brendan McCullum. I saw his interview with um, Sky over the last Test match. And he reminds me a lot of, um, when I was working in Yorkshire, Jason Gillespie came in. And Dizzy is very simple. You know, just go out there, enjoy it. You know, be your own best selector. Um, you know, it's a simple game at the end of the day. And I think sometimes we overcomplicate it, Phil. And the... Um, Brennan McCullum has got that very refreshing approach as well. He just wants them to go out there and enjoy it and uh, and be there. Be you know, and if they, if they fail once, pat on the back, go out there and do it better next time. It's kind of just keep it simple. Yeah, I, th I think if you're playing for him, then you love it. I mean, there there are players who under previous regimes wouldn't have got three tests that are in there now. Um, you know, twenty tests in, I think, and and. There's no way that they they can't feel supported in what they're doing because it's that, that I'm right or wrong, rightly or wrongly, the, the players are in there know that the the, the management support them and that can only be beneficial to their game. Um, yeah. So uh, it, and if the approach is go out there, we're going to publicly back you, and we're going to privately back you and just have your go. Well. You sort of absolve the players of responsibility in many respects, and I'd imagine that's completely refreshing. Um, and, um, and and must have there has been a clear improvement, as Mark says. So, it's um, I think it's probably a good place to be playing your cricket at the moment. Whether it's the best way to get results against Australia and India is another matter, but 
Oh, it's good we'll find out, won't we? We'll find yeah. out in the next few months and the next few weeks against Australia because it's going to be... I, I'm looking forward to this Ashes series as much as I've looked forward to one for a long time. I think sometimes uh, in cricket, we, we kind of big up the Ashes and it's almost a bit disrespectful to some of the other series that we play. We had some great series against New Zealand. We've had some fantastic series against India. Uh, but this Ashes series has really lit my fire. I, I cannot wait for it. But anyway, back to where we started. Back to our World Eleven. And the final one is going to appear on screen by the magic of my fingers. Hey, um, we have um, Timoth, um, Kar- Kar- I knew I was going to get that wrong. Karina Ratney, um, the Sri Lankan, opening with Usman Khawaja of Australia. But it's a very um, Australian top-heavy batting lineup uh, with uh, Minus Labashain and Steve Smith following in the batting order. Then Babra Zam coming in at number five. Jadeja Pantanashwin, the uh, Indian trio, are there in the uh, lower middle order. Um, as spinners, keepers and, and all-rounders, respectively. And then the three pacemen that we picked today, Pat Cummins of Australia, Jaspit Bummer of India and Shaheen Shah Afridi of Pakistan. There is variety there. There is pretty much all bases covered, I think. I actually really like that team that we've, we've ended up on there. Who's going to be our captain, though, Mark? Oh, who's going to be the captain? That's an interesting question. Um, I'll, leave, I'll leave it on the screen while you think about it because the, the choices I are on there. I mean, obviously, Pat Cummings is a, a current incumbent for uh, Australia. Um, yeah, I think I would give it to Pat Cummings because actually I think he's proven himself to be quite a... Be quite a, a he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's a really quite a rounded character, Cummings, I think. Um, and I think he's proved himself that in his leadership role with Australia. Quite level-headed, grounded, um, slightly different than Stokes in some respects. But um, yeah, I'd go with him as a captain. I think he's done well enough for Australia. What about you, Phil? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think, I think I'd come with Cummins as well. Actually, um, I can't think of anything that I would criticise his or too much in his captaincy I'd criticised so far very level headed you know what you're going to get with him with the ball uh, I was always suspicious of bowlers as captains but I've sort of come around to the idea of it now insofar as obviously they know, you tend to think it detracts from their own game in terms of bowling but I've seen no evidence of him um, having his like not bowling himself when, when he should or, or or perhaps reducing his own workload to accommodate others so yeah I think he's a, a very safe pair of hands for that Thanks. Uh, I mean, Steve, Steve Smith would be the other obvious alternative, but Australia seems to have got it cracked. I agree with everything you've just said about Pat Cummins. I mean, there's no real obvious reason why a bowler shouldn't be captain, <clears throat> apart from the fact they need to manage their own spells. But what Australia do, Mark, is when Pat Cummins comes on, effectively Steve Smith takes over the reins and uh, marshals the field, works with Pat Cummins and takes the kind of pressure off him a little bit so he can concentrate on his bowling. It works seems to work very well for them. Yeah, the only thing going back to that 11, I would say, it depends where you play, doesn't it? Would you want to play two spinners in England? I don't know. That's uh, that's why I went for Cam Green as the all-rounder. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you're playing on the subcontinent, you might have two spinners, but you, I'm not sure you'd have two spinners and only three seamers. It's not even a backup seamer in the first five, is it? I'm just not, not criticised. I'm just kind of making... Well, well, the thing, if we take our squad, we've agreed that um, Joe Root and James Vince go... Um, and uh, probably Zach Crawley as well, but tonight. Um, and then we've got, um, yeah, we probably have a, a reserve keeper, um, and uh, then pro- which would probably be Rizwan from our discussions. And then the uh, the reserve pace bowler and the uh, the reserve spinners etc would probably cover the uh, 
any uh, bases, yeah, yeah, any, any other bases that we held. The, I, think, I mean, the Scholar Sixteen would be rather special, wouldn't it? I mean, some of the players we didn't even mention in the discussions today. Ollie Robinson, um, I think he's going to have a big ashes, and um, he's kind of <laughs> certainly building himself up to be um, Jimmy's replacement when Jimmy finally does hang up his boots. Um, yeah, plenty of. Um, I mean, Scott Bolland, we did talk about but plenty of other people that we didn't get. And we didn't even really seriously consider Ben Stokes going in the uh, in the team. Well, as that's because I mean, we talked we talked about Ben's leadership, but as a player, one thing he has done a little bit. He's kind of he's not really kind of as a batsman. He, when we talk about basketball, he's taken it to the extreme. He sold himself short in the last year. And he's not yeah. bowling, so I'm not sure you could have him in the side as an all rounder at the moment. Well, gentlemen, that concludes our podcast for the day. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks to Ollie. If you're still watching, Ollie, thank you very much for trying. Um, but we had to bin you off because it was dreadful, wasn't it? It's, uh, um, we, uh, it was Ollie's idea as well, so it's a shame we couldn't actually see it through. Um, but uh, Phil and Mark, thank you very much. I'm sure we'll see you again as we go through this actually summer. summer. Okay, thank you, guys. Thank you. And uh, thank you very much out there, everybody, for uh, joining us. It's been a pleasure to have you along. We'll be back with more Cricket Badger podcasts very soon indeed. Podcast Network.